Come on. Welcome to Life Blood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Christian Elliott. Christian, are you ready to do this? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, let's let's go. Christian is a health, wellness, fitness, and life coach. He's the CEO of True Whole Human. Excited to have you on. Christian, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh, well, I am a husband to my wife, Nina. I have five children, ages uh, about 11 months to 14, so we've got quite the age spectrum. Uh, my wife and I work full-time doing what you just said. We've been doing that virtually for about four years and um, full-time. We even had brick-and-mortar locations back as early as 2008. We've been at this for, shoot, closing in on 18 years, I guess now. So yeah, a lot of moving parts. Live here in Panama City Beach, Florida, and um, really happy with what we're doing and the uh, work that we get to do every day. Awesome. Five kids. Good for you. Five kids, a business. And we're still you, married. We homeschool as well. So there's okay. that. So that adds another wrinkle to the mix. So you were doing virtual before doing virtual was cool. And were you also homeschooling before homeschooling became a necessity? Yeah, well, I, it definitely, we have been homeschooling the whole way through. So my daughter, who's now in ninth grade, started when she was in kindergarten. So yeah, we've been doing that the whole way through. And I probably got into the virtual world as it was starting to get cool rather than before. But um, yes, we've been at it full-time virtually since 2017. Got it. So when we talk about, about wellness, what does that mean? It can be a lot of different things. The way that we tend to look at it is more through the lens of wholeness. And so we named our business True Whole Human because the idea was that we really want to coach the whole person. And we've realized over the, you know, the course of being in a, a predominantly health, wellness, fitness business that you can have the best health information in the world, but if you can't speak to the human heart, if you can't zoom out and understand the context of the life of the person who's trying to make these changes, and you can't also layer onto that a holistic approach to fitness, nutrition, or just health in general, usually you're going to miss the mark and you're going to be stuck in that, you know, 10% of your clients have good results and the other people are just bouncing around trying you and everything else. And so to us, wellness really means what is it? What would it mean to create a breakthrough for this person? What would it mean to transform their life so they become completely unrecognizable to their former self and their health goals then get mixed into what does it mean to live a successful life? And we don't think of our clients as successful if they're, you know, they take a great before and after picture with weight loss, for example, and the rest of their life falls apart, or they don't have success in the other meaningful areas of life. And none of us get to have the pleasure of feeling successful if we're not successful broadly. And so we really try to look at what is the whole person and what's, what's in their orbit? What are their actual goals? What would make all of this hard work, for example, to change their health worth it because they help them live that life and how they answer that is different for each person. But um, yeah, that's probably what's most unique about how we look at it is we're really trying to understand every part of their life and how it's relevant to the bigger goals they have and then shepherd them toward that end. But I just want to get fit now and I want to do it in two weeks, Christian. Yeah, then <laughs> I'm probably not the guy for you if that's what you want. Yeah, go Google best exercises to burn belly fat or something and figure out that doesn't work either. But um, yeah, th those kind of people um, are typically 
they're usually, you know, 35 or younger. They've, they think they've got the world by the tail. They haven't been faced with their own invincibility yet. And yes, you can make a lot of progress in two weeks, or you can make a lot of progress in two months, but can you sustain that progress? Can you look at your um, future and past attempts through the lens of like, will this be worth the sacrifice? Or uh, a lot of times people have this idea that if I could just get rid of these headaches, or if I could just lose this weight, or if I could just get my pick the health condition, then the clouds will part. There'll be sunshine and rainbows and everything will be great. And I'll be perfectly happy. And, and it's, it's really not how it works. We, we view weight loss or even getting healthy really more as the side benefit or the side effect of a lifestyle that is not incongruent with the health that you're trying to build. And often it's the incongruity that, you know, sure. Okay. This, I, this is times different. I can just really force myself. I'm getting shape for this photo shoot, for this wedding, for this event. And then they go back to where they were and they never actually get to a point where they can sustain that kind of health. Most health programs we found, it's more or less akin to winning a lottery and then going broke. It's, you, know, you get some success, but you don't, you didn't change who you are or the things that were coming together, the circumstances of your life that create the slide back down the mountain that keep you from sustaining your health. And we're really more interested in a slow down to speed up process. Let's, if we can change you on the inside, if we can see this process as an inside job, the outside will take care of itself. But that usually takes a little bit longer because it's more methodical. It's looking at your values and your beliefs and your, the trade-offs you're willing to make and the timing of different things that you work on. And it's the approach that's more thoughtful and methodical that usually when somebody's ready for that, they know it. They've tried all the things that don't work. They're just tired of bouncing from thing to thing. And they're, they're finally at a place where they're ready to step back and say, you know what, maybe the way I've been approaching this is part of the problem. Maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I should just work to be brutally honest with myself and say, well, what would it look like if I were to just take the expectations that it has to go on my timeline? And I just got curious with the process and I just leaned into becoming a better human. And that became my area of focus. And I work to make consistency my superpower rather than see how long I can last on this willpower, willpower diet or willpower workout and try to change on the inside. And really that's the change that lasts. And that's the fun work we get to do. Awesome. Well, that all really resonates with me. You said a lot of things that I just feverishly scribbled down because, <laughs> because I wanted to circle back on. I, I think, I, I think that, do you think that, that this process that you can change most any human behavior with it? You can. The challenge is getting to the readiness part. And usually there's a required humbling that comes before that. And humans are amazing. Like our ability to change is just otherworldly. And if you think of the situation you're in, it may sound hard to overcome. And I've tried everything and every diet or every everything I've ever done hasn't quite gotten me there. We still have this built-in resiliency to keep trying. And there's somebody in a worse, more difficult situation than you that has overcome that. And so success is going to leave clues. What did they do? What were the philosophies? What were the principles? What were the people they came across? What information did they have access to? What undergirded their habits so they could stay consistent? And there's a whole milieu of lifestyle factors, of principles they've worked through, of trade-offs they have made that some overlap perfectly with your life and some don't. And so it's really the will to find your particular path through that process 
that gives me the confidence just about anybody can change if they have the driver that makes it worth it. If they have the willingness and ability to, to be introspective and pump the brakes and say, wait a minute, okay, maybe I've been part of the problem here, but I can change that. I, I, a Jim Rohn quote, if you don't like your address, you're not a tree. You can move. Like we humans can become so much more than we are, but sometimes it takes a compelling vision and often it's somebody similar to what the situation we're in. And then it is a methodical step-by-step process. It's a, an ability to string together small wins that really give you the feeling of motivation. Like, oh, it is working. And I don't, it's okay if it takes longer because I feel like I'm getting somewhere. And if you can embrace a different way to go through the process and just don't go into it. I, I often tell clients, hold your expectations loosely, but hold your effort tighter. It's mm. the effort that matters. It's that's where it's it's a continual effort that produces the lesson and the instructive plot points that say, ah, okay, this is where I get to, and then the wheels fall off. What would make it different this time? And if you go into it with a curious, fascinated mindset, not a judgmental one, but curious to just see how the process is going to unfold and a commitment to not quit, humans can overcome just about anything. It's remarkable how much change we can actually make. Well said. What will be different this time? I think that's a, a really powerful thing right there. So they need to have faith that what you're telling them to do is going to work. They need to be able to see that person who's not exactly like me, but they're similar to me and they're getting similar results to what I want to have. They're a regular human being. They did right. it. And then it's a function of embracing the consistency and following the program. Yeah. And, and what the program looks like from one person to the next can vary, but we are all bound by the same biological laws of physics. None of us doesn't need to sleep. We all need to drink water. All of us, if we have stress that will impact us in nutrition and hydration and emotions are part of the equation and so on. And when we can step back and realize that we are not above those laws. And so we might as well stop fighting with them. We might as well try to work with them. And then we, we, one of the processes we take people through is just to audit the, what we call the, the biological laws of physics. How are we doing at the basics, the things we know we need to do. And often that unearths some of the clearest path to, to follow or the next steps. And sometimes it really is the mind and emotion. I probably spend as much of, or more of my time on that than anything. It's the, the stories we tell ourselves about who we are and what's real and what's not, or the, the, the narratives we have from our past or the rules we have lived by the stress responses, the avoidance patterns, those are often the things to face. And sometimes it's just as simple as your digestion is not working. And so we need to get that cleaned up before it will matter how good your nutrition is. Or it may be that you're trying to do too much. You just have way overestimated your capacity and less is more. And we have to disentangle from some extracurricular responsibilities that that may be what moves the needle. But it's really just the ability to step back and look at the whole puzzle and say, oh, okay, I have to work within the bounds of nature and physiology and if I stop fighting that, don't begrudge the fact that this may take a little bit longer or that um, I do have to go to bed and get a full night's sleep, or I guess I should drink less soda and maybe I could drink more water. Like it, when you start to become not just okay with them, but you embrace them and you, you're, you view your change journey as a partnership with your body rather than this contentious, oh, my body's always fighting me and it's this back and forth. I'm a biohack and I'm going to make it do this thing. I'm going to willpower my way through it and I'm going to force it to lose weight. And, that never works or it never produces long-term success. So to be able to step back from that and say, you know what, let's just get methodical. Let's just knock out things that without a doubt are going to make me feel 
better and that are going to move me forward. I can't make a logical argument that drinking water won't help. I can't make a logical argument that getting full night's sleep won't make a difference and so on. And so then it's just the personalization of the rules we're all bound by and then framed with the undercurrent of here's the ambitions that drive all humans somewhere in this matrix of the basics that are part of human nature are what make us all the same, what drive all of us. And the better we understand that, the better we understand ourselves, what's actually getting in the way of our progress. And we can, in an honest moment, step back, hopefully with somebody else that can talk it through with you to hold space for those emotions or hold space for that, you know, that didn't go the way I wanted to. I didn't see myself here, but what can I make with where I am now? And to just remove the judgment and say, you know what, I'm here where I am right now. And maybe I can make something cool out of this. That goes a long way to um, personalizing the journey. And then to your point, helping you feel like this is relatable. This is doable. I could, I can see why other people have been successful because they took a different way to try to change their life. So nice. You talked about the mind and the emotion. And earlier you're talking about um, values and beliefs. I've been thinking a lot about lately focusing on identity versus achievement. And I feel like that's pretty similar. Like if I don't mm -hmm. consider myself to be a healthy person, or if I don't think that I'm, or let's just say that uh, I think that I'm bad at money, mm -hmm. I'm probably going to have a hard time being financially successful. Absolutely. And identity is so much of this process. There's different ways to say that you could say my self image or my view of, of human nature, but that who we think we are and the stories we tell ourselves about where we came from and what happens after we die and what makes this life worth it. Or um, James Clear has a, a great example. He uses the example of smoking. And he says, you, if somebody came and asked you, if you're, you're trying to quit smoking and they came and they asked you if you wanted a cigarette, he could say, you have two responses. You could say, no, thanks. I'm trying to quit or no, thanks. I'm not a smoker. Right. Both of them are, trying to get away from cigarettes, but one steps into the identity that that's not me anymore. I don't do that sort of mm. thing. And the more we can take on the identity of the person that we want to become and believe that that's possible and our actions begin to reinforce that. If you want to be somebody who's fit, can you take on the, the identity of the person who just is consistent going to the gym? And that may mean you show up for five minutes and you walk on a treadmill and you leave, but you reinforced that you are becoming the kind of person who does that kind of thing. And identity is so wrapped into um, who we want to become. And the, the part where people get tripped up or where we miss the boat with identity is that we often we're trying to divorce ourselves from an old identity without a recognition of the identity we're trying to step into. And if nothing fills that, well, I'm not this anymore vacuum, but I don't know what to put in its place. We end up usually just sliding right back into the old habits. So the questions your audience could ponder is like, what, what would it mean to be a different person? What, what would the kind of person that I aspire to be, what would they be doing? How would they be living their life? What kind of choices would they make with their finances? How would they show up in relationships? What kind of parent would they be? What kind of employee or business owner? What would be the key attributes I suspect that person would have? And how can I exemplify a little bit more of it? Because it's, it's empowering to step into a, I'm becoming this kind of person. It's one thing to have this positive thinking smear over this massive negativity that no, like everything's going to be great and I can do this. And, but if your undercurrent belief is that I'm not this person, that I don't deserve to be there, that I am an imposter, that 
Um, I don't have what it takes. If that's the big belief under there and there's this giant insecurity of, of your self-image and you're trying to pretend around the edges, that doesn't work. But when you can be honest and authentic and you can go to a, an event or like you're speaking on stage or whatever it is that you're doing where you feel like hey, maybe my body doesn't represent me as well as I could. Instead of saying, I don't deserve to be here, I shouldn't, or whatever that um, moment, that thought might be in your head to step back and say, okay, I, I'm not here to pretend that I'm a finished product. I'm here, I'm working on this journey. I know I can get better, but this is how far I've taken it so far. And I'm a work in progress, just like everyone else. And I'm going to show up with my best self today. It's empowering. It's not pretending that you're happy and you feel like you've arrived or pretentious. It's just being honest and being able to say, I'm working on stepping into a new identity. And that's honest and that's empowering. And it gives you, if it's just 1% more courage to do the action you otherwise wouldn't have done, that's where the wind comes from. Love it. That's super powerful right there. I, I think I think that the idea of we make a mistake by not replacing the old identity with something new and thinking about the person you want to become and thinking about what their attributes are, um, such a powerful thing. Cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I've, I've been the beneficiary of a lot of different um, people who have taught me many things. And so much of, I think, what keeps me endlessly fascinated with life and feeling like I wake up every day with a sense of purpose is that I've somewhere along the lines committed to being a lifelong learner and to go through podcasts like yourself, to always have a book on my nightstand and always have an audiobook or a podcast in my ear. And it's just what, what you realize the more that you study is how much you don't know and how much mm -hmm. bigger the world is and how much more um, exciting things are out there that could potentially reshape your paradigm. And I've become fascinated lately with the questions, because COVID has probably unearthed this for a lot of us. Like, what else is kind of major that I've been wrong about or that I didn't know? And what other ways has this system or this world been working where I thought I knew it? And now that I think about it, I was the one that was duped. I was the one that didn't quite understand something. And when you can um, approach life through the lens of there are great ideas I have not yet come across that could dramatically improve my life. And you take away from yourself the need to continually be right. And you just go into something saying, I'm here to learn. I'm here to talk to this person I've never met and see what life experience they have had and how they've come to the conclusions they have. And I just get to go ask questions to refine my own philosophy. It's a much more fun way to go through life because then some of the pressures are off of you. You're not on stage and performing and having to act like you have it all together all of the time. You can just go in. If somebody asks, if you don't know something, you just say, no, I don't know. But tell me what you've learned. And you just become fascinated by the knowledge or the life experience someone else has. It has so much potential to continue to endlessly enrich the life that you live. Beautiful. I love it. Well, Christian, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you and True Whole Human? Uh, you can go to our website. It's truewholehuman.com. Um, I also have a blog that I write about all sorts of things, health and fitness, and a few articles on COVID on there. You can find that at deconstructingconventional.com. Uh, if you want to subscribe to our list, there's a place to do that at the bottom of any blog post. And at truewholehuman.com, you can request a consultation just to Get on the phone 45, 60 minutes, and we'll just talk about you, your health, and the situation you're in and see if we can help. Love it. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Christian your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to truewholehuman.com.
com and check out the great resources and take advantage of that offer to have a conversation about what you're trying to get done, what you're working on, and see if there's a good fit. And then check out deconstructingconventional.com, deconstructingconventional.com for all of Christian's musings. Thanks again, Christian. Thanks so much for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.